Hey guys, welcome to Talk That Good Shit. Uh, Dan, you're with me again, and we're going to discuss the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, we are. Next paper up in a couple of days. That's it. You know, this one, we're, we're recording a few days earlier because uh, editing takes a long time, and I don't think I'd get it up before the Chamber match if we uh, recorded this one on a Australian Sunday. It's also similar to, like, so when SmackDown was on the day prior, on the Fridays for us, it was like, oh, you know, you had the weekend to do our prediction stuff and this and that and betting odds or whatever. And now that's on the Saturday, it's like, cool, you get one day for all the stuff you need to do. Kind of screws you now. Yeah, good luck. So it's just like you have to do everything before SmackDown and just hope SmackDown doesn't screw with everything. That's exactly it. So uh, before we even get into the chamber, because it's been a fucking full two weeks of wrestling. It's true. So, you know, like putting aside TakeOver, not even going to discuss that because I don't think that's going to affect what's ha- going to happen on uh, it, it most likely won't. I don't think there's anything there that could turn up on NXT. Uh, sorry, turn up on main roster. Like, next thing until after Mania, really. That's it, or even for Mania. But until then, I don't think we're going to see any payoffs there. Um, so Raw and SmackDown, respectively, that have just been and gone. So My God. These are uh, interesting episodes, right? So Raw the week prior, it was like, hey, we announced the Chamber and, uh, you know, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle had another one contenders match. It's like, hey, that's kind of basically it. And then SmackDown came around and went, hey, here's a whole lot of crap. So Raw went, yeah, well, you know what? He's a whole lot of other crap. And then Raw was like, hey, you know that champion that's going to have a match? Yeah, he's going to be in a gauntlet match. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know... Why not? I'm actually going to cring up last week's snack to flick for it. There's so much crap that goes on that I can't really keep up half the time. Oh, just now it, there's so much going on. Now that it feels like there's an honest brand split where it's Raw is one thing, SmackDown's another, and they're both trying to beat each other. It's got Edge doing this. And then you got Edge. Just Edge being Edge. Five. What was this past Friday? It was the 12th. Keeps trying to bring me up with like the Royal Rumble ones. I'm like, I don't want the Royal Rumble. That's coming we've, gone. We've we discussed go. this. We thought it was a good show. <laughs> Here we go. So we got we got the uh the Paul Heyman Roman Reigns Jay Uso with Adam Pierce thing where the Pierce is like, Hey Roman, you gotta defend the title at the chamber. Let's put you in the chamber. And Roman's just like, nah, that ain't gonna work for me. I mean, typical Roman. I I mean, let's just cut Talking smack, that segment with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro. I mean, Cesaro didn't say too much at the time. Doesn't have to. I mean, he doesn't really, normally. <laughs> but, like, Daniel Bryan tearing into Paul Heyman. Yeah, on that Brock Lesnar contract. On that Brock Lesnar contract, that contract where you don't have to like wrestling and you don't have to wrestle and you still get money. Yep. <laughs> and it's that's exactly what Roman's on. It's they, he doesn't want to wrestle. I mean, can you really fault him? He's getting paid a shitload to just trying to be there well that's exactly it you know he just gets paid to show up and you can't really uh can't blame him for that yeah (laughs) yeah so uh, roman's just like no i'm not that's not gonna work for me i ain't gonna compete hey how about we have a chamber and the winner of that can face me so it's like okay well let's have the match of fast like no 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 we'll have the chamber and the same day i'll fight whoever wins like wow you're a bit of a dickhole aren't (laughs) you that's it and so you can go through a chamber and then you're going to fight Roman. So like, who... this something that uh, Miz brought up because he's like, oh, you know, I not, might not cash on the WWE title, I might cash on the Universal. I'm like, Miz, unless a literal Christmas miracle happens, Roman's not exactly losing here and it's going to be a fresh Roman. You sure that's a smart idea, buddy? Actually, funny enough, I had this conversation with someone the other day and I was like, look, I'm not saying it'll happen, but I had a theory on what could happen. And it could happen. It's not likely, but it could. But we'll get to that when we get to Raw. So uh, they they put in Owens and Jey Uso. They did qualify. So Corbin and Sammy qualified. And then Brian and Cesaro qualified. Uh, oh, also, Seth came back and he was a bit of a dick and tried to injure Cesaro. That's basically what happened on SmackDown. I mean, to be fair, it, Cesaro it, tried to turn around and walk away after everyone did. Yeah. He was quicker. Just, Seth wouldn't have got him. Everyone already left. You should have just gone with him, buddy. Yeah, that's it. Strength in numbers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after all, it's like Seth didn't back off until Brian came for the save. Yeah, that's it. Seth knows. One-on-one, he's probably fine. Two-on-one, oh, no, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. 
He's always been on the other end of the equation. He's always had, whether it was J&J Security or Kane or, or The Shield or Buddy Murphy and Dominic's sister. <laughs> He's I always mean, had the numbers. <laughs> where's the lie there? Uh, so then that brings us to Raw. Oh, boy. So let's just get right to the very first thing. I actually had to write this down because it's like, I, it's not that I couldn't believe it was happening, but I was like, what's this? logical storytelling on my show? No, never. I know. So basically Miz came out and he's interviewed Drew and he's going on about, oh, you know, the pressures of Raider WrestleMania in the chamber and this and that and blah, 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 and talking about Sheamus. And Drew tells him to shut up and uh, he wants to say something. Or he can say anything, Miz cuts him up again, blah, 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 doing his Miz thing. And Drew just straight up headbutts him and walk out. And Miz basically turns around and cuts this amazing promo. Where he basically turns around and says, wait, why am I in the chamber? No, fuck this. I'm, I'm taken out of the chamber. I don't want to be in the chamber. I got money in the bank. I'll cash in later. That's it. Put some young talent in there. Like <laughs> yes, John Morrison. Exactly. Yes, yeah, exactly. Young, promising talent like John Morrison. Put Bad Bunny in there. I mean, he's, a, oh. he's now held a title for the WWE. He deserves a spot in the chamber. Did you see the uh, that when Miz ran into Adam Pearce and Kofi's like, I'm going to take the spot. And Miz is like, no, it's for Morrison. Kofi's like, well, it's a former WWE champion. Yeah, Morrison's a former ECW world champion. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck off, Miz. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. no. Good, good to see Kofi getting into a position like that. Yeah, let's... Let's keep going through Raw and see, uh, and just see what else transpired before we get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, so then we went through, did a couple of things. This also does affect something later on the show. So, and this is the thing I didn't want to bring up, but we kind of have to bring it up because I, I take this with a grain of salt. But Charlotte and Oscar fought Lacey and Peyton Royce, and Lacey Evans didn't tag in the whole match until Peyton Royce had no choice and was about to tag her in. And she jumps off the apron and says that. Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, just, well, Ric Flair's back at it again. Yeah, I mean, that that was initially my first thing. Of, if this is an angle, is this going to be Rick's baby? Yeah, because I'm, I'm seeing people be like, oh, yeah, it's totally, le- it's a legit pregnancy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, here's my question on that. Lacey is the number one contender. She has the title match this coming Elimination Chamber show. So if she's pregnant, she can't compete in it. But... Yet they're still advertising like the match is going to happen. Yeah, that well, that's it. There's so many people going, no, it's, it's legit. They've put it up. It's definitely legit. And it's like, you'd think we'd get another number one contender. I mean, maybe they'll give it to us for, on SmackDown. Maybe. I'm just but like, like, it doesn't make sense that they'd continue to advertise it after that announcement if it was legit. Just be like, well, the match has to be cancelled or Oscar's going to fight someone else or whatever. And it's also like, and this is what I brought up with a uh, friend group the other day, was how are they going to get around with this whole problem? Because Lacey's eventually going to have to, if it's real, leave TV to go birth her new child. So it's like, at what point would the storyline end? Because Charlotte would never be allowed to get her hands on Lacey and get revenge. Charlotte's going to put Lacey's baby in a figure four. I actually saw someone make that joke and I was like, it will be all worth that happen. But because obviously baby legs, quite small. She's going to do it with her fingers. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of where we should start with this right now. Like, I know we got the two chambers, but we're talking about Oscar and Lacey, which, as mentioned at this current time, is still advertised for the show. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, at, at this point, it could still happen. I mean, they're advertising it, so you'd think it would be. So what I, what I think was that it's it has to be a fake pregnancy. Like, it's an angle. It's something stupid. Because as well, like, this is Charlotte's storyline going into WrestleMania. And look... I'll admit, having a family is way more important than this industry and all this and that and whatever. But you kind of, if it's legit, you kind of screwed Charlotte's WrestleMania story. Like, that's yeah, huge. That's it. And the fact that, like, this would have been one of those things where it's, you would like to think that this angle has been planned for a while. Yeah. If Especially if it's bringing Rick back. It's been planned. Yeah. So what I'm so, going to happen is, uh, they're going to come out, and it's going to be the match, and then it's going to be like, oh, wait, wait, right, Lacey's pregnant, she can't compete, and oh, blah, blah, blah. And then Lacey will turn around and give Oscar the woman's right and knock her out and win the title and be like, oh, surprise, I'm faking it. And look, Lacey's now the champion. That's it. Or do they lean into it more? I mean, if it's real, I mean, you could even turn around and say, it's real, we're going to get Oscar and Charlotte too at WrestleMania. 
I've seen a few people say they reckon it'll be Charlotte Oscar, and that, that's kind of where I was as well, because I'm like, at this point, it's too late for anyone else to be fighting Charlotte. It's got to be Oscar or Lacey. There's no one else who she's feuding with right now. So either it's Lacey and Charlotte, or it's Oscar and Charlotte, which means Charlotte's got to basically turn heel, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's just this awkward position. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really difficult one. I'm not 100% sure how they could get themselves out of it without it seeming dumb. Yeah, so, like, I'm going to take this with the biggest grain of salt right now. And, look, if I'm wrong, cool. Thumbs up, congrats to Lacey, all that stuff. But there's too many variables, and the fact that they're still advertising it, I think it's le- it's not legit, and Lacey's taking the title. Uh, you know what? I I believe that. I mean, I think Oscar's had the title for a while. I don't see her heading into Mania with it because she got it the night after Money in the Bank. Yeah, and then she had that small drop-off with Sasha and then got back. Exactly. So it's like, do I see her going to Mania with it? I mean, it would be good if it was her and Charlotte going into Mania because then it's the roles are reversed. Yeah. But I, after the first match that they had at Mania, I'm not going to say I'd be excited to see it again. So right now, Oscar's sitting at 267 days as the champion with that one-month gap. So she's almost basically held it for a year. It's like 10 months now. Yeah, that's it. Where, I mean, you could put it on Lacey or if it's Charlotte uh, at Elimination Chamber, put it on Charlotte and maybe you do the reverse of Rhea gets a title match against Charlotte at Mania. Maybe. But that's also stretching the fact of, you know, we're assuming then that Bianca's going after... I fully assume that is the case. I would assume Sasha and Bianca are going to fight at Mania. I mean, the promos that they've already cut pretty much, it's all been Sasha. Like On, on SmackDown, Bianca came out like, you know, another promo of, oh, who am I going to fight before Nia and Shayna were assholes about it. But it was like Sasha came out and was trying to steal the spotlight. Bianca's like, no, you can't steal my spotlight. I'm the Rumble winner. It's all about me. So it's like they're really planting. I assume at this point it's almost guaranteed that's the SmackDown. I'd say so. I'd, I'd definitely, uh, I wouldn't put much um, stock into saying that it's going to go any other way but with those two. Yeah, so I think what will happen is, as I mentioned, they'll be like, oh, you know, this and that, Lacey can't compete. She'll knock out Oscar. She'll win the title. She won't wrestle until Mania, but they'll do all these different things here and there until some stupid segment happens and it basically ends up being Charlotte and Lacey. Yeah, I, I I agree with you on that one. I think uh, I'm thinking that just with the advertisement they're still doing for the match, it would seem odd to keep advertising it when we know it's not going to happen. If it was a real thing, and as mentioned, like this is being recorded, like as of right now, they could turn around tomorrow and cancel. And if it is, then it's like, oh well, well, Oscar's going to Mania, I guess. Like, yeah, that's it. Like, let's let's yeah. uh let's peek behind the curtain here. We're recording this at uh five forty. On the 18th of February, this is uh, Eastern Standard, uh, Eastern Daylight Time in Australia. Um, So we still haven't had SmackDown and things could change. Yeah, so with the information we have right now, I I just assume Lacey's taking it. That's where the storyline has to go. No, I'd fully agree with that one. So uh, with that being said and thinking that the match will still go ahead at this stage and it'll... Thinking that this pregnancy angle will lean heavily into Lacey's going to be able to win. You know, I mean, it's fitting that Oscar wins the title from a pregnant woman, (laughs) even if it wasn't in a match, and then loses it to a woman pretending to be pregnant. I mean, like, if they brought Becky Lynch back, that would also work as well. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. So that will be a wait-and-see match, I think. So I'll say Lacey wins for now as... No, I definitely... uh, I think I'll agree with that one. I just don't think Oscar's going to carry on through to Mania this year. So now um, bring us the other match, the other inconsequential match that literally doesn't matter. No offense to them, but Bobby Lashley, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee. That's a it's it's a match. MVP will be there. Will he though? Oh, oh I mean, hurt. Maybe he won't. Maybe out. we'll get the hurricane. But <laughs> honestly, triple threat match for the United States Championship. I see Bobby Lashley winning. I'd like to say I would see Matt uh, Keith Lee, but I also read recently that there's a chance he might not even be there. Really? When I didn't, I haven't seen that yet. What, what's that about? It's just a, a very uh, loosely worded thread, a dirt sheet thread, saying that 
something along the lines that he may have gotten hurt or something may have happened and is not going to be able to make the show. But I'm like, well, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Yeah, kind of like with the match we just talked about previous. So, like, maybe he will, you know, I, I think if it's still advertised, they would still do it. If right. he's not going to be there, I don't see them adding a third person again and they just make it a normal singles so match. at the moment, it's still advertised. And on Raw, they did say, oh, Keith Lee's not here today because of injuries sustained via Bobby Lashley. Like, okay, my assumption was storyline, why he's not here, thumbs up, who cares? But if he's actually not going to be there, like, I have Keith Lee down as the winner, but if he's not going to be there, there's no reason to take it off Bobby Lashley. Exactly. I don't, I don't see Riddle walking away with the US Championship. Yeah, so I, I mentioned this when we did the Royal Rumble, and I was like, if they were to do the match there, I would have fully assumed Matt Riddle's taking the title, thumbs up, Lashley moves on to bigger and better things. But they didn't do that. They did it the day after, and Lashley just straight up murdered him. Matt Riddle has already been proven that he is not on the level of Bobby Lashley, so there's no reason to get the title off Lashley right now. Just murder Matt Riddle one more time, and we move on. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like This will be like a 10-minute match tops. Yeah. Um, I think... With Keith Lee there, it might go a little longer because we'll get that Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee moment. Yeah. But at so, the end of the day, they've made Bobby Lashley a hella strong at the moment. So actually what I said about this was if Keith Lee's there, I think he's taking the time. We do Lashley, Keith Lee at Mania. Big thumbs up, all cool. If he is actually hurt though, and like he doesn't turn up or things happen, like this is what I've been looking at. And like the ball's in Brock Lesnar's court because Bobby Lashley came back and said he wants the match with Brock Lesnar. And this is the best he's ever looked. And he looks like he could go one-on-one with Lesnar right now. But is Brock Lesnar going to take the match is the question. Is Brock going to take the money? Yeah. And I'm like, this is the best chance you're going to get to have Lashley and Brock. That's exactly it. So it's a, could, I think, could go in Keith Keith Lee's favor. Definitely could. Um, I'm worried that if it does, what does that do for the Hurt business? I mean, Job Squad is... You know, they're not going to get to job squad level. That's uh, retribution at the moment. No, that's, see, that's why I was like, I thought Keith Lee would win and then Lashley would go fight Lesnar because then it's like, okay, he's not the champ, but he's still like, he's on Brock Lesnar's level. Like that's a whole different level, you know, big thumbs up all around. But yeah, if Keith Lee's not there, I sit there and I go, well, then here's the question is who is on Lashley's level to fight him at WrestleMania? Yeah, that's it. It's just, this has been a big problem they have because I've seen a lot of people say, oh, I'd love it to be, you know, Drew McIntyre. Oh, it'd be so good. And I'm like, yeah, but we did that at Backlash. And granted, Lashley isn't the murderer he is right now, but it's still Drew McIntyre won that. We're, yeah, we're also still looking at, like, you know, Drew McIntyre still currently his own singles champion. Exactly. I don't see him dropping a title to then go straight after Bobby Lashley as a, as a murderer. <laughs> And it's also like, and we'll get to this when we get to the chamber, but it's like, if Drew was to lose to anyone that's not his current rival, it'd be Randy. And then Randy Orton would face Bray Wyatt. Like, is that really like the world title match? Exactly. Like, it's a, it's a WrestleMania match. It's a big, big thing. But it's like, we did that before and don't check that out because it didn't turn out all that well. Exactly. And let's not forget, now that we, we have to look at, now that we're in this era where we're doing... You know, I, I would almost say that we're in a different era of wrestling the last year and a half, two years, just because of the no fans. We're like in this weird, uh, what are they calling it? The cinematic matches. We're like in the cinematic era. I've seen that throw around, yeah. Whereas, because once fans can come back, it's going to be very difficult for them to do those sorts of matches again. Yeah, exactly. So while they like, can do yeah, them. They did like the... Uh... The final deletion way back in 16, like the first cinematic match. And it was like fans in the arena, like everyone at home was like, this is so cool and blah, blah, blah. Or like it was even got memed or this or that, whatever. Like it was very divisive. But I remember everyone saying at the actual arena, it was the same with the House of Horrors with Randy and Bray Wyatt, where it was like being at the arena and watching the screen, they didn't like that because like I paid to be here live and yet I still got to watch a screen. That's exactly right. And I think you could even say the same for the... Oh, what did they do for the New Day and the Wyatt family at the compound? Oh, yeah, yeah, the compound at that Extreme Rules show. It's like, it's all well and good to have those matches while you got live fans, but these people are paying hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, depending on the show, Yeah. to sit and watch the Titantron at best. And it's like, don't get me wrong, I'd love to have a Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Firefly Funhouse. I think it'd be fantastic. But if we are, if the room is true and they are actually going to try and have a couple fans there, we can't really do that anymore. That's exactly it. So... But that, that 
honestly, that that's about like the tangent on that side. We'll get to that in just a second because I feel like we should come back to finish off with Lashley, Heathley, and Matt, <laughs> or Lashley and Matt Riddle at least. Yeah, who, who knows at this point? Like this card is filled with asterisks at the moment. Subject to change. <laughs> Adam Pierce, we're looking at you. He's all over this show. He really is. But yeah, I I think. If it's the triple threat, Keith Lee takes it. If it's one-on-one, Bobby Lashley takes it. I mean, I'd like to even see a world where Keith Lee joins the Hurt business. I just don't see that doing anything for them anyway. I wouldn't say it could happen right now. Like, I actually talked about something the other day where um, what I thought was like, hey, Shelton Benjamin MVP take the tag titles. And then Cedric takes the US, like, you know, get big feet for his britches or whatever. And he fights Lashley and he flukes the US title instead of, you know, everyone being pissed, Lashley's just like, oh, I like this kid, you know, and that gets the title off him, so Lashley goes to the world title while Cedric has the US. I could definitely see that. I mean, Cedric at the moment, well, there was a quote recently for, was it Kurt said something about Cedric? I want to say Kurt may have brought it up, and it's that Cedric didn't do something that Vince McMahon wanted him to do, so he's being quote-unquote punished for it. Obviously, unfortunately, a lot of these wrestlers like to talk without thinking. Yeah, here it is. So I was like, you, uh, you look at what they did with Cedric Alexander, her business. He got in trouble a bit last year. Uh, he didn't do something Vince wanted him to do. And if you don't listen to your boss, obviously in trouble. And he didn't list that night. So they scolded him for a year and a uh, for a half a year before they started using him properly. And that's just how it is. Like, yeah. So if he didn't listen to what Vince wanted, like that was the whole thing with Ricochet. Like he was seeing Ricochet and Ali and just constantly getting beaten down by Lashley week after week after week. And it's like, now that you know your place and you understand what we're trying to do, now we'll give that push again. No, I want to know, what's Ali been doing that still put him in that position, apart from saying he doesn't like old-timers taking his spot? <laughs> he goes face-kicked in by Randy. <laughs> I mean, he also did say on Talking Smack that they do pipe in cheers and boos. Oh, yeah. Well, that's kind of what I think Ali's gimmick is at this point, is just basically being a bit of a dickhead. Well, would you say it's being a dickhead, or do you think he's just speaking out against the product, which is very punk-esque at that point? Yeah, I... Two dudes from Chicago. <laughs> I, I mean, he is from Chicago, I'm pretty sure, so... Yeah, well, I think he was a uh, sh- Chicago PD at some point. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, I think with Ali, I think gimmick is more like... And it's similar to Roman's gimmick, where it's the typical smart notions, where it's like, oh, you complain about the old-timers, or this, or that, and whatever, and, like, that's what he's taken and made that his character. Now, that's a very fine line to be walking, granted, but I think that's what he's going for. No, yeah, I think you're right, so... Just with the Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee question mark riddle match, I can see it going in the way of Keith Lee, but I can also see it going down the path of Bobby Lashley. So I think it's safe to rule Riddle out. So, yeah, all we'll say is the winner is not Matt Riddle. (laughs) That's it. I don't see Matt Riddle getting a push in that regard yet. I think he's got a lot still to do. Um, You know, he's got a lot to build on. Like the, the time when, you know, you strike when the lightning's there and you make that tile change, for Riddle, that, that ship set. There was the point, and we went past it. So to do it now, you would just be backtracked. That's exactly it. you got to find the right time, and that, that right time isn't... It isn't now. It's not in this match with Bobby and Keith. It might be later down the line. If it's a triple threat, it's why I think you're going to win, is Keith Lee would pin Matt Riddle, so then at Mania, Lashley and Lee, you know, neither guy's beating the other. Yeah, that's it. You didn't pin me. Yeah, so that's why I think we're going with it. It's one-on-one, Lashley, if it's triple threat, Keith Lee, regardless, I think if Brock doesn't appear, that's the WrestleMania match. Keith Lee, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I definitely can see that. I mean, I don't even know whether we'll see Brock. I think he likes to come out at Mania, but... Yeah. Well, I don't know. Back at the Rumble, and he didn't turn up there. So that's why I'm like, I think he's not turning up. If he does, it could only be Lashley. Because the last time we saw him was, was it when he lost to Drew at Mania last year or? Yeah, yeah. That was the last time he appeared was Drew kicked his face in. So, you know, it's like Drew beat him. Drew's beaten Goldberg. So, you know, if Lesnar does come back, he's going down a different path. He's not chasing titles. But yeah. Lesnar's a title fighter. And then that's exactly as well. It's like he's done the whole thing with Drew. Like we've moved on from that. He won't do that. And then you look at Roman. A, we've already done that as well. But B, like. Roman's the ultimate bad guy. So unless Brock was the good guy, like, that's not going to happen. That's it. And uh, when was the last time Brock was actually the good guy? Was it when he went up against the Big Show? I think it was when he went up against uh, the technically Big Show. I think it was Bray Wyatt, like, six years ago or something like that. Five or six years ago. God, I don't even remember him going up against Bray Wyatt. Must have been a squash match. 
Well, no, it was like he was going to fight him, and then Bray got injured, so he fought Luke Harper. Ah. Uh, and then after that, he pretty much went back to back to being the bad guy. I was like, oh, well, well, that is that is what. It I is. mean, let's not forget though. It felt like there was a period of time where guys were coming back to specifically go up against the Wyatt family. Yeah, exactly. Like the Rock comes out at WrestleMania and burns his name with a flamethrower, yeah. and then calls Bray the eater of hot pockets. <laughs> I mean, I don't I mean, know. I understand this is where I agree with people. It's like, you know, that sort of comment says, like, not going to be good for a guy's star power and can damage him. It's also funny. Like, that's I think it's cool. different when it comes from The Rock, though. Yeah, it's like, that's just who he is. Like, that, if you had Finn Balor calling, like, calling people out for being like, oh, you're fat, <laughs> <laughs> fat. That, would, that would really defeat that person's character and their image. Yeah, exactly. But The, the Rock can talk shit. Yeah. So, no, I, I don't think Lesnar's coming back. I think we're going to get Lashley at Mania. One or the other wins this match. I don't know who, because, again, everything on this card is subject to change, apparently. That's it. So, I think we'll, let's go to a match that will lead into a match later down the line. I think we, we talk about this one now. I was wondering which one we cover first. I think this is the better way, because I have a few opinions of the other. So, let's do the number one contender first. All right. So, number one contender match in an elimination chamber but for the title match later that night. Now, I can only imagine this match will probably open the show. There's only really four matches because the world title match comes later. Like It'll probably go like five, ten minutes, but it's not really up. So I'd assume it'd probably go this, then Lashley, then Lacey, then Roman, the main event. Yeah, that, that's what I'm, I'm thinking here. I'm thinking the Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship will uh, headline the show. But you're going to see the universal one, number one contendership match starting the show to then have the match with Roman later on in the night. They're going to have a second match later in the day. Unless they're going to get murdered by Roman immediately after it happens. I'd pay to see that. Like, you know, an hour later. That's it. So we're looking at Jay Uso, Kevin Owens, Baron Corbin, or King Corbin. Is he still King Corbin? He's still the king for now. Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan. Now, all these guys apart from maybe Jey Uso have actually had documented feuds against each other. <laughs> this is this is true. So like I will say for one, I'm just happy Sami Zayn's here. Like I've wanted a Sami Zayn world title match for years. So even though it's not one tenders, I'll take it. I'm just content he's there. Um Baron Corbin, we kind of been there already. Like we did that all last year and Baron Corbin and this current Roman Reigns, they don't really gel well together. Uh, Jay Uso, as mentioned, we've been there. He's currently Roman's right hand man. There is a bit of a story you could do there with Jay and, as we mentioned previously, Jay and Jimmy and stuff, but I don't think that's where they're going with that. We're going to get some twin magic from underneath the chamber. Yeah, exactly, right? Gonna pop which, up like which one's Jay and which one's Jimmy? Jimmy's the one with the DUI. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was allergic to that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That bullshit made me sneeze. <laughs> Um, so that brings us down to the other three, right? These are the three who I think will win. Now, I don't think it will be Kevin Owens. I, I've seen Kevin is apparently the favorite to win it. I, I understand that he, he's the guy with the story with Roman. But, like, if he wins, it'll be, like, a fifth title match. Like, are we really yeah. going to do this again? That's it. And I also think you're, you, you're looking at the elements of the match. I don't see Kevin Owens making it to the final two. Yeah, I think Kevin Owens will probably get screwed by Jey Uso, which will lead to a match with the Usos at me or something like that, something screwy. But the question is, do you think we'll get to see a bullfrog splash from the top of one of the pods? I think we will. I think Kevin Owens is stupid enough to give it a go. I actually think this is Owens' first chamber. No, I think you're right. It would be his first. He's done a few um, Hell in a Cells, but not Elimination Chambers. So it's like, I think Jay, it's his second, I think. It's second he was of- in the tag team one, wasn't he? Yeah, they did two tag ones. So the New Day one, the, I don't remember. But they did the first one, like, 2015 area, like, way back when. And then the last one was last year, which Miz and Morrison. Yeah, that's it. So Jay's been in one of them? Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, I know this is both of their first time. Uh, Cesaro, it's his second. Corbin, I think, is his third, I think. I'd have to double check. And then, obviously, the clear one with all the experience is Daniel Bryan. That's it. And looking at the match, you ha- obviously you have to look at it as who's going on to basically be fed to Roman. Yeah, so 
this actually comes into what happened on SmackDown, what my prediction is. So I'm looking, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at like, to me, it's Cesaro or Daniel Bryan. It's clear whoever wins is going to lose to Roman. So who do you give it to? And I'm sitting here and I'm like, you could go Daniel Bryan. We mentioned it back at the Rumble podcast where it's like, he's really winding down now and this and that, but he's really trying to fight for that one last world title match that, you know, the Ed- Edge had that story as well. And it's like, he's really trying to get that one last match. So it's like, you could give it to him before Roman just completely murders him like Roman does. But who I've actually got as the winner is Cesaro. Because, like, they've really started giving him this big push out of nowhere. And he's, like, doing all these great matches. And he had a great showing in the Rumble. And he did all this stuff with Brian. And then he had the big, big resilient face run on SmackDown this past week with Seth Rollins trying to take him out. And I thought about it. And I was like, if you wanted anyone to really get, like, you really want to give him this last chance, I would say you give it to Cesaro. Because then he can go with the second match with Roman. He'll be able to keep up and have the conditioning and all that. And then you've still got Seth in the back pocket as the screw job as to why Cesaro doesn't win. So he still saves face when Roman murders him. That's it. And I mean, if we're going down that path, right? Perfect world. Cesaro wins the chamber. Cesaro wins the championship. And then later on, after all of that, we see the bar on top. But that is if we a- were in a perfect world... That is where we're going to go later, but... <laughs> but really looking at it, I'm more convinced, and I thought about it after our initial comments earlier, this match, we see Cesaro win. Yes. Nothing stops The Miz from bopping Roman on the head with the money in the bank (laughs) from behind, from behind, right before the match. I mean... The winner of the Elimination Chamber picks up what would be considered an easy, if not screwy, win. That is true. But The Miz is still on the scene to cash in. So what I think, right... Elimination, entering order doesn't really matter. I think elimination, or Sami Zayn's got to be first out. It's what he does. It's his role. It'll, right I'm seeing first being Sami and Kevin because yeah. you can always trust. You can trust they'll go. They'll go the distance if they needed to, and they know each other well enough that you know they'll be hitting all of their moves all over the, you know, all over the elimination chamber, and it'll just get the fans hyped up. As I say, it's been a while since we've had a Kevin Owens Sami Zayn sort of thing. So like. You know, throws them the bone. So I think Sammy gets out. Owens gets out. Screw job from Jay. Uh, I would then say probably Corbin's out next, and then Brian, and then Jay Uso last, and Cesaro takes. Yep, I'm 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 with you. I'm thinking Cesaro or Brian. I'd like to say Brian, but I just don't see him winning in a chamber. No, I, I don't think that. I think if they were going to give him that, the Rumble was the better option for it. I understand, like, they gave it to Edge, and it was a big grand return. It was a fantastic Rumble, fantastic story, and everything was awesome. But it's like, and I made this comment before, where it's like, you have two options, and you can only push one of them. So, like, you had Dolph Ziggler and Cody Rhodes. Well, they gave it to Dolph, and Cody kind of disappeared. And then you had Miz and Morrison. They gave it to Miz, and then Morrison disappeared. It's the same thing here. Like, it was Edge and Brian, and they gave it to Edge. So, like, Daniel Bryan's going to start going down now. Plus, this Brian that we've got right now is, like, it's money. It's the Daniel Brian that wants that last shot. He's working for that last shot. Yeah, exactly. He, the more times he gets right up to it, like, he earns his spot to compete and then loses it. Yeah, exactly. He's earned his spot in the chamber, but he loses on the last hurdle so he doesn't get to challenge Roman. So I it, I, I think, like, they could carry this to SummerSlam when they have the actual title match because, like, they have the Mania match and, like, oh, you know, I brought up before where Owens gets screwed. So it's like the Usos versus Owens and Brian. Who cares? And the Usos win. And then he does money in the bank and he loses money in the bank. Like he's right there and he loses. And then you have the next pay-per-view and he fights Owens and he loses. It's just like constantly losing this big loop. That's it. It, it, it. They're going with, it's like, he's not the underdog anymore. Yeah. He's the one that everyone thinks is going to win, but they're banking on the thing that he's getting closer and closer to being done. Exactly. Will he get it by the time he's done? Very Christian-esque in that way, where Christian just needed that one more match. He just wanted one more title run before he left. Yeah. The TNA. <laughs> I mean, it's not inaccurate. So, <laughs> but- I, think, I think Cesaro wins this, and when we get to the world title match later, it's a foregone conclusion. Roman wins. But what I think they'll go for is I reckon Cesaro, like Roman will think it's a pushover. You're in the chamber. You're not, not much challenge. Whatever. I'm going to try Cesaro's going to get really close to win the title. He's going to be moments away from it after like five, six minutes. And then Seth will come out and Seth will screw Cesaro. And that's how Roman will retain. You reckon Seth will screw Cesaro for Roman? 
I don't think it's so much Seth screws Cesaro for Roman. It's more Seth screws Cesaro because of the segment that they had where Seth wants to be the leader. You know, everyone walked out and Seth attacks Cesaro. Like, I think it just continues that. No, I could definitely, I can definitely see that one there. Um, I was actually bringing this up and I was like, Cesaro's had a lot of chances and he's a lot older now and all things like this is kind of like Cesaro's last chance. You get Seth freaking Rollins. And if you can't work that with a main event angle, like, I don't think we got many more. And just going back to that Talking Smack segment, Cesaro didn't say a lot, didn't have to say a lot, but what was said for him was enough that it's like, he's a main player in the chamber. Exactly. Everyone who's in the chamber is important, but he is the ma- he is one of the main players. And like, like, I think they, brought, like, they brought it up a couple of weeks ago, and it's like they started really hammering home, you know, Cesaro's really great. Like They brought up his US title reign and all the stuff with the tags, like with Sheamus and Tyson Kidd. And then they brought up, you know, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal win and all this stuff. And it's like, he's always been there, but he's never gotten it. I think that's kind of what they're going to go with for this little bit here, where it's like, he's always been right there. And then he chokes right at the finish line. And he No, goes, I could definitely see that one too. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I think. I reckon Cesaro wins and then the big dog beat. <laughs> all good. So we got Roman going over. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, Roman doesn't lose to someone who's competed in a match prior to... This actually was a comment I did read about Roman's thing, and it, it kind of convolves Mrs. Cashim. It's like Roman's the hottest guy; he's the biggest star; he's all this stuff. Why would you take the world title off him now when we're only like six weeks from WrestleMania? You there's can't no strip reason. the tribal chief of his title. Yeah, it's like there's no reason to do it when this close to the biggest show of the year. You may as well keep it on Roman. That's it, and then you can set up any match going into Mania, and it's gonna have a good, you know, it's gonna be a good match. So. I actually don't, I think Edge is going to pick Roman. So that will be our world title match. It'll be Edge and Roman. But I don't think it'll be here. I think he'll hint at it, but it won't be here. I think afterwards, because Roman would be like, pick me, pick me. Like, I want to be the center of attention he's doing. And Edge doesn't take it. I think uh, Roman's going to murder Christian, probably at Fastlane. And that's when Edge will make it. No, I can definitely see that. Because even that build at two Fastlane then, you know, they're, you offer Christian a title match and he's always going to take it. Yeah, so it's like, I think if at Fastlane we do like, for instance, Roman versus, and then Roman, you know, what we did with uh, Jimmy and Jay back at Night of Champions, where it's like, Jay won't give up and Roman's just continually beating him until Jay, uh, Jimmy throws in the towel. I think it's something similar, where it's like, Christian won't give up and Roman's just beating him until Edge says he will accept Roman's challenge. He challenges Roman to the match. Like some telling thing like that. Yeah, that's it. I think that that's, uh, that's looking like a good outcome to see Edge and Roman. I don't see Edge going for the other two now. The more and more we go week by week, it just seems like Roman's going to be the one that come after, you know, Elimination Chamber. There's no one else really lined up, and it opens up the way for that match between him and Edge. Yeah, exactly. So that brings us to the main event of the show now. And the second Elimination Chamber match on the card. This is actually probably the match I'm looking forward to. I think this is the one that has the most, uh, probably the most build, and everyone feels like they deserve to be there for one reason or another. Like, everyone there kind of has, like, a reason or a story to be there. Yeah. Like, I Drew being like- the champion makes yeah. sense. you got to be there. Similar thing with the Rumble, where it was like, you know, only formal Rumble winners or world champions are in, and everyone else has to qualify. And it was like, they're doing something similar here, where it's like, everyone's a former WWE champion. And they even addressed this on Raw. Because, like, Kofi and Miz had their thing, but Braun Strowman came up, and he was like, why aren't I in? Well, sorry, it's former WWE champions. And Braun goes, well, you know, I'm a former Universal champion. And they go, fully understand that. Universal title's a world title, but it's not the WWE. That's what this is about. Yeah, that's it. It's, uh, you know, they, they're going very hard into this thing where they only want former champions to be there. Yeah. I, I do like this. I like what they're for. So this one, oof, I, it's hard to say. Like, I see three outcomes. Of it. So it's the Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship, of course. So it's Drew McIntyre, the defending champion, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, and our newest entrant, Kofi Kingston. So I only see three outcomes here, right? Obvious one, Drew McIntyre retains. It's true. It's what he does. I think the second favorite option is Sheamus actually takes the title or the third option, which I don't think will happen, but it's a possibility because of what he hinted on Raw is Miz cashes in. Now, does Miz cash in on the final, 
like right at the final moments? Does or does Miz cash in after the chamber raises? I think he's going to do a thing after the chamber raises, and like this actually comes back. I called this to my uh, like my chat group the other day, so. We'll just make it simulation, whatever. You know, Jeff out, Kofi's out, Randy's out, AJ's out, and uh, Drew beats Sheamus. Drew takes the title. Drew retains. Yay. And then Miz comes... uh, Sheamus beats the piss out of Drew. He's pissed off. He's upset. Oh my god, I didn't win. Fuck Drew McIntyre. Miz comes out, catches in, he wins the title. Fast lane, it's Miz and Drew. Miz wins again because Sheamus is a dick. And again, I don't think this is going to happen, but it was what I brought up was... Well, think about how that would work. Miz cashed in after a chamber to beat the world champion to go to Mania. Isn't that the exact same thing Edge tried to do all those years ago with the first cash-in? Cashed in after Cena in the chamber to win the title to try to go to Mania. You're right there. That That's definitely the way that one played out. Because it was like, it was two or three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, but it was Edge was talking with Miz and he's cutting this promo and Miz is talking about, oh, you know, I'm going to cash in and this and that. And he's being the Miz. And Edge turns around and pretty much tells him, you know, you're kind of stupid. Why would you tell me you're cashing in? Why would you do this or that? And like he called him out on it. And he ran through this whole list of things. Like, you know, you won the tag titles, the US title, the IC title, money in the bank. Like, you did all this stuff. But, you know, Edge did it first. Everything you've done in your career, yeah, but Edge did it first. So I was like, I think Miz wins. He takes the title and challenges Edge because it's Edge did it first, but Edge never beat Miz. So which one is? Now, I think that will happen personally. I don't. Looking at these names, I don't see AJ winning. I don't see Jeff winning. Yeah. I wish I could say I would like to, I would think Jeff will win, but Jeff is a name now that I more attribute to. We put him in there because we know he can work that match. Yeah, we need a body and we know he can. He is believable. He's someone ever. And although he's been a former WWE champion, I don't think he's knocking off any of these guys. No, his current stock where he is and his position where he is, like, AJ's going to be the workhorse. That's who. Jeff Hardy, he's a body to fill. He's there to do. It's what Jeff does. Uh, I don't think Randy's... I think Randy's getting screwed. Yeah, the whole Bray Wyatt Alexa situation. Randy most likely isn't... He might, but most likely he's not going to take it. Like, just saying, though, we get to the event. Randy's in a pod. Randy starts in a pod. The lights go out for the countdown because they will because there's no one else in the goddamn arena. So the lights will go completely down. Three, two, one. They do the where the, it, the whole arena is blacked out except the little spotlight over the all spotlight, the- which I want to say was red last year. Was, was it, it a white spotlight? No, I think it was white, and then whoever it selected, it turned red. Like that's so you're did. going through, and it's putting the spotlight on all these people. Red spotlight comes down on Randy, but before the door is even opened, the fiend in the, is in there, or Alexa's in there with him. Yeah. And for whatever reason, because apparently locks are hard in WWE, they can't unlock that door. I could see that, even. He, he gets either freaked out or his ass kicked for a little bit. He gets thrown into the ring and is an easy pick-off. Yeah, or like it's, for instance, the, you know, Bray White's in the chamber and he's freaking out and he gets in the ring to try and get away from him, turns around, Drew hits the claymore. That's exactly it. It's, uh, I, Randy yeah. <laughs> Randy is, uh... Not looking like he'll be entering Mania or I think even leaving Mania with a championship, I don't think. He's definitely in a story-heavy, um, you know, line at the moment. Nothing title-related. And actually, speaking of story-heavy, that actually brings me to the other fourth person who's not going to win, Kofi. I actually don't think Kofi's going to be in it at all. You think so, Kofi's going to get replaced? Kofi... Uh, Everyone knows when Kofi won the world title, he won. It all started when he won the. Cha- uh, he competed in the chambers. He took Mustafa Ali's spot because Ali got hurt. Now Kofi and Ali are in a current storyline where Ali's trying to take Kofi's opportunities. And, you know, this is how it feels, and blah blah blah. And when Kofi won, I was like, I wonder if they're going to pull, you know, a literal edge and have Mustafa Ali wipe out Kofi with Retribution and Ali takes Kofi's opportunity in the chamber like Kofi to him all those years. I mean, that would that would definitely set up quite a lot for those two because it's, you know, for Kofi, he kind of just got a, out of nowhere Kofi gets at it. And obviously he's returned from an injury. Yeah. So they're not going to spill the beans that Kofi's in the building today because then you're going to be like, oh, okay, he's going to make it into the chamber. But it's like the Miz backs out and Kofi's there and Kofi takes the spot. Now Kofi's in the chamber. Yeah. But I don't think he has to be. Kofi's yeah. got a lot going on elsewhere. So I think Ali takes his spot. 
I think he'll last a while. It'll be the big spotlight for Ali, but ultimately he will succumb most likely. to. Ali gets himself eliminated by going for the Spanish fly off the top of a pod with Jeff Hardy. And Drew just claymores him on the way down. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm, now I'm just thinking about it. I'm thinking of the Spanish fly and the bump you got to take for that. I'm like, <laughs> their back. one person's back would explode. The other person's fucking stomach would explode. <laughs> you, 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 you don't take that bump and be okay later. Yeah, so I think Ali, he might be the one who eliminates Jeff. Cool thumbs up. But I think it Jeff, Randy, Ali... And then AJ, which brings us to the final two, whoever's with Drew McIntyre and Shane. Because they're clearly going to fight. They haven't gotten this far into this story just for them not to fight. That's exactly it. I mean, imagine those two in the chamber together, first to the end, and they just focus on each other the entire match. That'd be fantastic. Like, it's basically a fatal four-way with AJ, Jeff, Randy, and Kofi that surrounds a singles match between Drew, Drew and Sheamus. Because those two are only going after each other and they can't put each other away until the very end, only ever breaking away from each other to eliminate someone else. Yeah. I think or like <laughs> Drew pulls fucking Drew pulls AJ in front of him as Sheamus goes for the bro kick. <laughs> AJ just gets knocked the fuck out. <laughs> AJ does like a triple backflip because I mean it's AJ Styles, he's a rubber man. It's what he does. Yeah. I personally I think Sheamus is taking. So my actual thought on this was they did the whole thing with Miz and Money in the Bank and all that. I don't think he's going to cash in yet. I honestly think he won't cash in until the day after WrestleMania. That's when he'll make his... That's when he'll make his... And they've come too far to not do Sheamus and Drew at this. So what I think is because Sheamus' whole thing is... And I don't know if you saw either Raw or Raw Talk, but uh, Sheamus won a gauntlet. So he's going to be the last guy into the chamber for winning gauntlet. And then on Raw Talk, he cut this promo, and it was so goddamn good. And he was, like, going on about how everyone says he's not a draw, and everyone overlooks him, and, you know, the difference is, is, like, he was promised this title match with McIntyre, and Drew went back on his word, and while Drew did all this stuff and all the promotion and all the world tours, like, he never thought about Sheamus, and Sheamus was the guy who brought Drew in, and he got him his job back, and he helped him out, and all this stuff. And it was a fantastic promo, and he basically ends it by saying, the next time I appear on Raw Talk, I'm going to be the world champion. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, the best way for us to get to a Drew Sheamus match would be Sheamus wins the title. Then at Fastlane, Drew wins the contendership. So we finally get Drew versus Sheamus and it's at WrestleMania for the title. Drew's the challenger, Sheamus is the champion. I do like the sound of that. I d- uh, you'll have to forgive me. I didn't uh, I didn't even put two and two together with that uh, gauntlet match that uh, Sheamus would be the last to enter. Really puts a uh, you know what? I'm not gonna lie, until I thought about with this amazing promo, I forgot that he was uh, gonna be last out. So that's why I was like, Drew and Shane's fighting, that'd be so good. I mean, they could just change their mind. I mean, they changed their mind with Randy and Edge, they came out reversed. <laughs> Drew's gonna come out last. <laughs> oh my god, are we are we gonna see our truth? Like, okay, we, we've seen our truth compete in a bunch of different matches now and lose the 24 7 championship. <laughs> Drew's gonna stop here chamber what if our truth is in the elimination chamber and the entire chamber match while truth is in it that title gets passed around that would be fantastic what if like uh, what year was it where he was no was there a year he was the last eliminator or was that santino no that was santino so the last last time i remember him in the chamber and this could be wrong but the last time i remember he was in it was like he was in for and the winner was going to fight for the world title at mania and he Comes in, he's all this, and he beats up Morrison. He does a little bit, and he's like, yeah, R-Truth's going to win. He turns around, Shames Bro kicks him in. And that was it. Done in like two minutes. I was like, oh. R-Truth right, in an elimination chamber with the 24-7 title. If he got pinned first, would that be for the 24-7 championship, or would that be to eliminate him? That would be fantastic way. Or is it for both, and then he gets eliminated, loses the title to whoever pins him, and then that whoever pins that person then gets the 24-7 championship as well. AJ pins Truth. AJ gets all the way to the end. AJ wins the chamber. He's going to go to Mania. And then Truth rolls up AJ and the ending shot of the pay-per-view is R-Truth. <laughs> but AJ's still pointing to the WrestleMania sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there's so much they could, like, I understand it, it's not the most serious of championships. You know, very hardcore championship vibes, it, you know, isn't yeah. the most serious one. But there's so much they can do with it. 
But yeah, so I I think Sheamus is going to take this. I think that would be the better way because, again, if they're going to bring fans in, like Drew didn't get his big crowning WrestleMania moment last year because of COVID. So if they are going to try and have fans in, like at least he can try and then have his. It won't be Brock, though. It'll be Sheamus. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's exactly it. So then that's going to, like, looking at it, it's like that would leave us with from this show, Lacey Evans and Charlotte for the Raw title, Bianca Belair and Sasha for the SmackDown title, Roman and Edge for the Universal, Sheamus and Drew for the WWE. I think you got a good build there. I think that's going to be a good build, a good way to get to WrestleMania. I know we've got to go through fast lane, but... I think fast lane will be a whole lot of, hey, winners go fight the world champion. Big thumbs up. Like, Charlotte wins the whatever. Or, like, you'll have... Oh, on Fastlane, watch as the tag team championships get defended in a tag team turmoil truck stop fight. I hate tag team. <laughs> so Fastlane's on March 21. So this weekend it's Chamber. Fastlane is four weeks later. And then Mania is two weeks after that. Jesus, they're pumping out. If Mania's only two weeks after that. They're pumping out way too much. I don't think Fastlane's necessary. I think he could have just done Elimination Chamber and then from there set up wrestling. Could be worse. They could have had a Fastlane and then between Fastlane and Mania, one week later, have Roadblock. Oh, I thought you were going to say have a Saudi show where Goldberg can win the title. Oh, no, they're not going back there for a while. <laughs> I mean, at this point in time, we have a bigger viewership from Saudi than a live Saudi show would get. I mean, where's the lie, right? All one of you talking to you. <laughs> But no, so <laughs> so yeah, that's the elimination chamber. Jeez, it doesn't feel like there's too much going on. But you know, those chamber matches go for a while. Yeah, like if they do, it's like five minutes. So you got at least twenty minutes of last gun, and then you got all the fuckery to end. So they'll both go for like half an hour each. That's an hour. Will then we got- see the chamber break at all? Like any of the pods? Ooh, Usually, think- it'd be the last chamber. So I'm assuming it'll be like the Drew chamber. Well, I was gonna, yeah, I was just like looking at like none of the guys are really kind of big enough to do that kind of spot outside of McIntyre and so and Sheamus isn't going to be to I don't know maybe AJ does it to Drew maybe Armos comes in after AJ gets with someone like just throws Jeff Hardy or Kofi oh no because I was going to say Kofi is replaced by Ali Armos can throw Ali through the pod <laughs> oh my god what if he was in the pod with AJ. Would no fit? one would go after AJ if he was in the ring. Could he even fit inside one of these pods? I mean, we we saw um, oh, what's that? What is their tag team name? Tucker and Otis. What was their tag team name? Machinery. Yeah, we saw them in a pod together. That's true. I mean, those. Ta- I swear to God, those tag team matches are the only reason why they changed the shape of the entire chamber. I'm pretty sure that's the reason. Look, the other reason was because like all these guys were doing. Stupid spots where it's like Van Dam's gonna do a five star at the top. Haha, <laughs> this would be really cool until you know you crush Triple H's throat. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like I think because of that, they turned around and they kind of went, Well, if you guys aren't gonna stop doing stupid spots, we're at least gonna try and make it so you don't kill each other. Yeah, that's it. It's like, okay, we get it. We we all love the sound of you know when you take a uh, big back bumps onto the outside of the chamber, but could you stop? Right? It's like, because the I, moment I, that happens. You kind of just lay there for a bit because uh, that you can't not, you know, just get straight back up from something like that. Yeah. So it's like, maybe we'll put a little bit of padding out there for you guys. What do you think? And don't worry, we'll watch uh, probably Randy rip up the rip up the pads. Oh, and we'll go for his uh, middle rope DDT. Yeah. Hey, to the outside. Why, I mean, where's the problem? Now, that was one thing that I always wondered, right? There were elimination chambers in the past where pinfall counted outside. Yeah. But not anymore. I don't know about that, right? Because it's like, it should logic, but like, sometimes they do it and sometimes they don't. Yeah, that's it. It's uh, like, I'm torn because I feel like if you could have pinfalls on the outside, you'd be leading to a lot of big spots outside. Yeah. But to have them just in the ring, it's like, well, we don't care if, uh, you know, someone hits their finisher on the outside, you know, it doesn't matter because they're still going to roll them back in. Like, do you think Daniel Bryan putting someone, you know, doing his knee plus to someone on the outside is going to do too much? No, because he can't pin them there. Yeah, it's like if they did it like a Triple H used to do his uh, double A spine buster, like that's going to murder someone. But it's like, as you said, Daniel Bryan or Cesaro just doing an uppercut, not all that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Although I'm going to have to cut here for something. 
you brought up Triple H's Spine Buster. Now, I was triggered about something recently. <laughs> oh, this is recently there was a poll for the WWE, and they asked who had the best Spine Buster. I would say Triple H does. Not even close. But at the same time, where the fuck was Arn Anderson on that poll? He wasn't there. He he, did, he doesn't count. <laughs> he wasn't there. <laughs> You know that the AA spinebuster means attitude adjustment spinebuster. Yeah, he actually coined that after uh, John Cena, who wasn't wrestling at the time. His childhood hero. You just couldn't see him yet. <laughs> like, I'm just bringing this up now because I, I, I need to remind myself who was on this poll prior to it blowing up. I want to know. Uh, let's have a look here. So here are the options. Drew McIntyre. Uh, he's the Rock. Got- no, not Robert Rude, Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews does a spinebuster? Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes does it. Triple like H, Batista, yeah. and yeah. Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons had a pretty dim. Batista's. How was- can you have oh. Triple H on there and not Arn Anderson? I would I'm sitting here like, why is Apollo Crews there and not Arn Anderson? I mean, I know Drew does do spinebusters, but it's not like it's a signature move of his. Yeah, I've got it here now. Here we go. Let me just take a look. See, Drew's is okay. Rude's is kind of nice. Again, like half of these spine buses, I'm like, they're not all that good. Now, Triple H has the best one. Of the options I am given, Triple H has. I'm just watching them now myself. I mean, the thing with Triple H's spine buster, and you actually can watch it in a lot of um, a lot of the other ones as well, is that he does that uh, little 180 every time. Yeah. See that, but he does that 180 on the way down. He doesn't start it midway through. Yeah. Oh, sorry, he doesn't start it at the beginning. He gets them up, they hit the apex, and as they come down, he does that twist. Yeah. Whereas, like, you got, you just got some of them that just doesn't, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. But at the yeah. same time, I feel like you've really missed the mark if you don't include Arn Anderson, who his right. spine buster was his finisher. I was say, especially when you got uh, Drew McIntyre and Triple H both doing that exact spine buster. I mean, even some of the ones that are, Martinez is doing it just the double A spine buster. <laughs> it's yeah. It'd, it'd be like going who has the best stunner and then including yeah, Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens and John this? Cena's fucking <laughs> springboard, but not having Stone Cold on there. Who has the best elbow drop and don't include his elbow? Who has the best spear, but you know, you, you're not including like half the people that use the spear. Who has the best spear? Clearly it's. Who has the best tombstone? And it's everyone who ever fought The Undertaker, but not The Undertaker. <laughs> I mean, where's the lie, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still heated. I'm not a fan of that. I just feel like it's a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a middle finger to him. I feel like there was a period of time there where he left the company and it wasn't the greatest because he's with AEW now. Oh, he was, wasn't he? I think he's still there. He's doing something with Cody. So maybe they're kind of like, we don't want to... Um, you know, give him too much screen time because I mean, who is a two-time Hall of Famer? No, though he's a Hall of Famer. You say that, and then I see Xavier Woods here saying, where's Arn Anderson? You're damn straight, because Woods knows what's up. <laughs> oh, no. WWE are about to face the consequences. Where's the lie, though? You know, like, it just, it does uh, Whoever runs their social is just probably someone, like a millennial or something. God damn it. I don't want to say either, but it's like they leave out so much important stuff. It's like the same guys who do the YouTube videos or the highlight pack. They'll leave out bits of the promos. and That was the most important line or the most important thing about that promo. You just left it out. Why? That's exactly it. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it and I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Oh, well. Well, oh, so- the, that rage on the Spinebuster is a good way to uh, to. Yeah. Finish. Yep, I think that, that'll uh, wrap it up. So uh, once again, thanks everyone for listening, uh, all probably four or five of you at the moment, but uh, maybe you'll get some friends and uh, bring them along. Um, as always, like and uh, definitely review on your chosen um, platform. We can see that there's a, I can at least see there's a few platforms being used, so that kind of makes me happy on the inside and downstairs. Um, if you want to interact with us, I've, uh, we've set up a Twitter. That's hashtag talk that good she. Twitter wouldn't let me you put the T at the end of that. Replace the one with a uh, replace I in shit with an one and that'll work. Twitter's going crazy on me. 
They don't like me swearing, apparently. Then they're going to cancel us before we get started. I mean, where's the lie, though? But other than that, thanks for watching. And uh, this has been Talk That Good Shit. Bye.